Hello and welcome to another episode of Yashoda Health Podcast brought to you by Yashoda Hospitals. I'm your host Dr. Lakshmi and our topic for the day is Taking Action Against Hepatitis, World Hepatitis Day 2023. The theme for this year is We Are Not Waiting, highlighting the urgency and importance of addressing this global health issue. Joining us today is Dr. Dharmesh Kapoor, Senior Consultant Hepatologist at Yashoda Hospitals. Welcome to the program, Doctor. My pleasure. So let's begin with the significance of World Hepatitis Day and the importance of this global health issue, which in fact is causing a burden on the healthcare system. So World Hepatitis Day is celebrated every year on 28th of July, and it actually commemorates the birthday of Dr. Bloomberg, the gentleman and the scientist clinician who's associated with the discovery of the Australia antigen. So as you know, this was the first virus particle that was discovered amongst the Australian Aborigines and it laid the foundation for discovery of not just this virus but further had the other hepatotropic viruses as we know them today. So this is an extremely important landmark in not just hepatology or study of liver disease but also clinical medicine. So World Hepatitis Day, the theme for this year is One Life, One Liver and that actually sums it all. So we all must understand that liver is the one of the most vital organs in the human body, an organ which performs more than 600 odd functions and the organ which actually synchronizes the functioning of every other organ of the body, including the respiratory system, the central nervous system, the cardiovascular system, the kidneys and the coagulation. So as you are aware, the human body is divided into these systems and the liver is perceived to be the master of the orchestra. Now giving an epidemiologic perspective to your question, the Global Burden of Disease Survey, which is, which is an event which is initiated by the World Health Organization, the data suggests that cirrhosis or a scarred chronic liver disease is the twelfth commonest cause of death amongst human beings. So you can understand the magnitude of this problem. And then if we go further ahead, an offshoot from cirrhosis is hepatocellular carcinoma or liver cancer and that is probably one of the very few malignancies which are still on an upswing when it comes to the global epidemiology on cancers and it is ranked as the third commonest cause of cancer related death amongst humans. So the, the burden of disease is huge and that is why every year we must renew our resolve to fight this scourge. So doctor, according to the most recent estimates, about 40 million Indians are infected with hepatitis. So as of today, what is the global scenario and where does our country stand? So worldwide, there are about uh, 350 million subjects who are afflicted with the hepatitis B virus and anywhere from 30 to 40 million subjects who are afflicted with the hepatitis C virus. Now, hepatitis B continues to remain a challenge because the recognition and that's why I use the word subjects rather than patients is not always known and many of them are asymptomatic and they are incidentally detected. This is also one of the commonest causes of cirrhosis in our country accounting for almost a quarter of all cases and this is also the commonest cause of liver cancer in not just our country but the entire eastern hemisphere. So the number of chronic infections that happen on an yearly basis, every 10 seconds, one person or one subject becomes a chronic hepatitis B related subject. 
if i were to talk about the general prevalence of the two viruses in india the hepatitis b virus still is far far commoner than hepatitis c which is in contradistinction to the western hemisphere again in our country there is a geographical variation about the prevalence of this virus and actually both the two viruses hepatitis b is extremely common in the northeastern part of the country but for the country as a whole i would say or i would peg the prevalence to be between 1.5 to 2% whereas for hepatitis c again northeast has got the highest prevalence but the prevalence of hepatitis c virus in the entire country has been on the decline anywhere from 0.5 to 1% so it's a known fact that viral hepatitis causes liver damage and liver cancer so what are some of the facts about viral hepatitis that we all should know doctor right so the the hepatitis viruses are all viruses from a letter a to e but the important ones and things which need constant discussion and intervention are the ones which can produce some chronic sequelae and these are hepatitis b and hepatitis c in our country the commonest cause of acute hepatitis in the general population is hepatitis e for adults and hepatitis a amongst children but these are viruses which are transmitted by the feco oral route that means by contaminated food or water whereas the hepatitis b and hepatitis c viruses they are parenterally transmitted so that means there is a percutaneous exposure so the common modalities of transmissions are blood blood products body fluids sexual intercourse mother to child so in our part of the world still there is a very high transmission of this virus in a vertical manner vertical manner means from the mother to the offspring but the horizontal transmission is also on an increase so doctor as you know that viral hepatitis is detected at a later stage as it goes undetected because most of us are asymptomatic so how challenging is this scenario to you and how do you tackle this so like you said most of the subjects are asymptomatic and they are incidentally detected so you go to your physician for an unrelated reason for example you need a tooth extraction they would always ask you to get a viral screen done you go for any minor or major operation they will always want you to get a viral screen done and that is how most of the subjects they report to the liver physician or to their gastroenterologist so most important thing is awareness the hepatitis b virus has got a very resounding success story when it comes to the vaccination against this virus and in fact in many parts of the world the viral screen would almost rarely test positive for the hps ag or the hepatitis b surface antigen and this is because the subjects have been vaccinated at birth and more importantly the pregnant ladies have been screened in their antenatal clinic checks however when someone is known to have hepatitis b or hepatitis c on a chronic basis the symptoms can be rather subtle so commonest symptom of a chronic hepatitis b or chronic hepatitis c patient is that they feel low on energy they feel run down they have got poor concentration they have got bad libido so these are the things which actually bring the patient or the subject to their physician so that is how clinically these patients present to us but by far the largest number still is incidental detection so doctor currently more than 1800 liver transplants are done in our country annually so what is the role of liver transplant in treating this global issue doctor so if these patients are treatment worthy we should actually try to nip this condition in the bud the treatment for both hepatitis b and hepatitis c is extremely effective 
like i mentioned the success story of hepatitis e that almost 95 to 99% of subjects or cases to whom we will offer this treatment will stand absolutely cured because that is a cytoplasmic virus it does not get archived in the human liver or in the human tissues so these drugs are called the directly acting antivirals the treatment duration is anywhere from 3 to 6 months the treatment duration however is nuanced in the sense that it depends on which type of virus is affected a given patient which is called the viral genotype and then we should be especially aware of what the patient phenotype is so those patients who have got advanced liver disease or those patients who have got a liver cancer as well as chronic hepatitis c they should probably be treated at centers which have got the expertise to do so now talking about transplantation which was your main question actually only those patients who in spite of the optimal treatment have progression of the liver disease and they develop either features of decompensation or they develop a liver tumor they would be candidates for transplant so like i said that almost a quarter of our transplant activity is because of hepatitis b and another 10 to 15% due to hepatitis c but if we have been able to treat these patients effectively early on in the course of the illness then probably these patients would not develop liver dysfunction or decompensation as we call it in our clinical language and therefore the progression of the disease can be halted the transplantation for these two conditions is no different from the other transplants that we do these patients especially those who are infected with hepatitis b virus will continue to need these nucleoside and nucleotide agents in the post operative period whereas for hepatitis c if the patient had no viremia before transplant we don't need to look for it again in the post transplant period however if the patient was viremic at the time of transplantation then these patients can be successfully treated 8 to 12 weeks after the transplant so the outcomes of transplant for hepatitis b and hepatitis c related cirrhosis either for decompensated disease or for liver cancer are extremely gratifying and we look at the early results perioperative mortality which is less than 5% and 1 3 5 and 10 year survivals which are excellent so you are talking of about 10 year survival of 60 to 70% of patients who are transplanted for these indications so i think these are very impressive results so according to experts india can eradicate hepatitis only by 2080 as opposed to worldwide objective that is 2030 so what are the steps that you think we should start implementing if we have to achieve this goal doctor so i think the who perspective is that the global on a global platform there should be viral eradication by 2030 and especially this is true for the hepatitis c virus because i told you that there are certain differences between hepatitis C and hepatitis B. Hepatitis B, I don't think, is going to leave us any time soon. Hepatitis C, if you are able to link the care of an infected patient, then you can look at an, a cure for this patient because this virus does not get archived. So anyone who's taken treatment in a compliant manner and does not have the risk factors that I mentioned earlier on in my conversation, those risk factors are absent then for all practical purposes these patients would be cured for hepatitis b this this is not a statement that you can make you know with a lot of dogma so these patients have an archived virus anytime the human host immunity comes down for example somebody needs treatment say chemotherapy and someone might not even know that they have got hepatitis b then this virus can have a recrudescence 
so therefore because it is archived in the human host and it has got an extra hepatic reservoir or more than one two then that is why it's very important to look for the zero markers for this virus but still if you are able to screen all the women who are pregnant and report to the antenatal clinic and if they are hepatitis b negative surface antigen negative they should be vaccinated if they are positive then you initiate the active and passive immune prophylaxis for the newborn and then of course you can nip the vertical transmission in the bud whereas if you have got a horizontal transmission that is more to uh, more related to uh, high risk behavior which again i alluded to earlier on and that is something that you one needs to be careful so the donor blood should be screened properly people who are incarcerated they are special targets so they should be screened from time to time so should the hemodialysis patients be and those who are dependent on blood blood products and of course we should all practice a very healthy lifestyle and stay away from situations wherein this virus can transmit from one human host to another world hepatitis day aims to raise awareness so as we wrap this episode what message you would like to share with our audience out there as far as hepatitis is concerned doctor so i think one can sum up this whole conversation by saying it is indeed one life one liver and all of us have to protect our liver so it's not just the viruses a very healthy lifestyle and we we as liver physicians don't even consider any amount of alcohol to be safe but drink if you must it has to be in moderation and we have to make sure that we exercise regularly and we are extremely conscious about the food that we eat because there are so many other things which are attached to a liver disease caused by the virus becoming a little nasty in a given host so the course of hepatitis b or hepatitis c in someone who's got a normal build would not be the same as someone who's overweight or obese so i think we have to protect our liver and doing that it's not just about awareness vaccination and uh, leading a healthy lifestyle but on the whole respecting the liver and it will also respect us thank you all and thank you doctor for shedding light on world hepatitis day and this concludes our special episode on world hepatitis day 2023 and we hope you found it informative and inspiring remember together we can make a difference in the fight against hepatitis Stay tuned for more insightful discussions on Yashoda Health Podcast.